The body of George Diaz Johnson was found in a Jackson County, Florida landfill in January, just days after his husband reported him missing. George's roommate, Stephen Robert Yinger, has been indicted by a grand jury in George's murder. George and his husband, Don, were part of a landmark lawsuit where six LGBTQ couples sued Miami-Dade County in 2014 for the right to marry. Hey everybody, welcome to True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. I'm Christy Brower, here with my sister, co-host, and partner in crime, Katie Weaver. Hey, Katie. Hello. Hello. How's it going? Uh, it's going well. Uh, Glad A lot of it. our hard work recently to get our uh, girls softball league uh, off the ground, along with our committee members, uh, came to fruition tonight. Our first games happened. Well, that's awesome. It's officially softball season. Look at that. Boy, isn't it? I mean, I've already been in the thick of it since, what, January with my daughter. But yeah, yeah. It's, it's here. And it, we were mostly uh, mostly scot-free tonight. Uh, no big incidences, but one just hilarious, such typical. Uh, <laughs> the games tonight were 10U, which means it's little girls that are between the ages of 8 and 10. And some of them played softball before. Some of them haven't. They're still really learning, you know? Yeah, yeah. This darling little girl gets up to bat. First batter. First batter. And this is the first year that they pitch, that the girls pitch. Oh, sure. They pitch. And then if they don't strike out the batter, they're not allowed to walk. Then their coach comes in and pitches a few more balls. That's how it works. Mm -hmm. So, but it's the first year they pitch. So you see some really terrible pitching, you know, Mm -hmm. and some pretty wild stuff happen. Um, But they, the other team had a little pitcher that was, you know, occasionally actually putting the ball over the plate, which is pretty great. Nice. And her first pitch, man, she hurled it in there. And this little girl just looked like a pro. She had all of her gear. She had cleats. She had baseball pants. She had a strap around her glasses to hold them on her face like she was ready to go. <laughs> Pounded the ball. Big old line drive right up the right up towards the pitcher. Turns, uh, you know, drops the bat, turns and runs as hard as she can straight to third base. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Everyone's oh, yelling. She's not hearing it. She stands on third. The pitcher looks so confused. Her coach is like, throw it to first. <laughs> she throws the ball to first. And the first baseman's like, I don't know. The coach is like, touch your bag. So she touches her bag. The umpire calls her out. And our hero still doesn't know what happened. She's just standing on third, thrilled she hit the ball. And finally, her coach had to come out and be like, honey, you're out. And she was like, why? <laughs> like okay you know first game jitters you know i get it we've seen things like this before the next uh, time I she mean... got up to bat no shit she tried to do it again Are you hit the ball took off towards third basically the whole world was like no <laughs> she wheeled around and went to first <laughs> oh that's fantastic well good for mm-hmm. her she figured it out and she's hitting the ball. I mean, that's mm-hmm. what's most important. Now she's got turned around about which direction it is to go. She'll be right? fine. Th- and this is now a story that her parents will tell dates for years to come. 
it'll be told at her wedding. This is, will. You know, she just yeah. created something that. <laughs> it's a memory <laughs> for everyone. It was so funny and cute. Anyway, so uh, yeah, other than that, like things went great. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I love little girls softball. You see the funniest and cutest things. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, that is epic and fantastic. And growth. Because yeah. right now, these pitchers, man, they are terrible. The batters, well, you know, it's rough. Beginning mm. of the season. By the time these girls are done, the growth that you see in a six-week season oh, yeah. at this age is crazy how much mm. better they get. So that's fun to watch, too. But Doing it over and over again. Oh, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yep. So there you go. That's my day. <laughs> well, nice. Well, I'm doing well, too. My day was doing our effing taxes. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. And yes, I got them done on time. Good it's job. the day of. I when know. am I not doing them on the day of? Eh, occasionally, like a few days before. I don't know. But hey, they're in. I'm done. So Good job. I didn't. I missed didn't the deadline. You? No. Uh-oh. Okay. No. I didn't. Extend. I, you can't extend unless you're paying. So, no. Oh. Apparently, oh, I'll just right. end up taking whatever fine is thrown my way. Not unlike me and the U.S. government, so whatever. <laughs> hey, we got our taxes all caught up. Because, you know, you guys, if you've never been self-employed, you just don't even know. We got ours all caught up last year. And so this year, I'm like, okay, I got to be sure to have enough deductions that we don't owe anything. We're not effing this up. And I made it. I made it. Well, so. you know, I realized with Mars starting college this year, we'll have the big education credit again. Which might save our bacon this year. We'll see. But ah, <laughs> oh, the joys, right? Mm. Well, you know, years and years ago, we got inheritance money from our parents, which was amazing. Uh, and then we all went and did the wrong thing, uh, tax wise, and killed ourselves. And well, it's taken years to repair it. Rough advice. Mm -hmm. Things that we didn't think were taxable were, and yeah, it was mm -hmm. yeah, it was tough. So. Well, but, we were also idiots and didn't know what we were doing and, you know. No, not a clue. But I can say now that I currently don't owe the IRS anything. Oh, I can't. I cannot say that. But, yeah, you know, well, here we are. <laughs> here, here, here we are. And I hear a rumor that you've got a little weird crime time for us. Oh, yes, I do. Let's hear it. I kind of wished we had a segment called Oh Canada, you know, like we have <laughs> Oh Idaho and Florida, man, you know, because Oh Canada. Canada. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But the problem is, it's really not worth the time to make the graphics and everything for Oh Canada because they don't usually have a lot of bullshit crime. Or if they do, yeah. we don't hear about it. And maybe we need to hear more. If you're maybe Canadian and you're seeing dumbass crime happening, you really should send it to us because we bring it on. We probably do something with it. This is a very Canadian crime, I will say. Mm. And it gives a whole new meaning to the term having sticky fingers. Now, you've oh. heard this term about people that are thieves, right? Mm -hmm. Better watch out for him. He's got sticky fingers. Don't let him in the till. He's got I'm sticky fingers. maple syrup vibes here. Am I wrong? You are not wrong. You <laughs> might be psychic. <laughs> there was a maple syrup theft. This oh is almost like Riverdale vibes as well, you know? Okay, yeah. But back in 2012, 
there was a man named Richard Valeris who was part of a massive scheme to steal maple syrup. Yep. <laughs> you need a massive scheme to steal maple syrup? Wow. You will be surprised. Know. So he and his uh, accompanying thieves have been now sentenced, and he was the, the ringleader of the whole ordeal. So they were targeting a Quebec warehouse that stockpiles emergency reserves for the Quebec maple syrup producers. They have emergency reserves, you know, just in case. <laughs> well, okay. these guys uh, found, yeah, they discovered the uh, warehouse, and they discovered that they could steal barrels of maple syrup and replace them with barrels of water, <laughs> which is what they did. And frankly, I don't really think I want to squeeze some water out on my pancakes. I don't know. No, no. I, yeah, me neither. So did they, did they tint it brown so that it was, you know, throw a little of that maple syrup ep extract stuff in there? I don't think so. Just to throw them off a bit. I don't know. Well, See, I'm learning how to be a good criminal. Yeah. Learning how to be good at crime by doing this. Right? Well, here's the problem. Those barrels are very dense when full, filled with syrup. They're mm -hmm. about 600 pounds. Oh. And weird. so an auditor discovered, or an inspector, that uh, some of the barrels were empty or not nearly as full as they should have been and also didn't have syrup in them. <laughs> so that's how they figured it out. So these guys had taken all of this syrup and they sold it all in Canada and the U.S., you know, illicit syrup, if you will. Is there a black the market for syrup? What you're going to find out. To the tune of $8 million. Holy shit. Yeah. I need to be planting a tree in my backyard. This is no white collar crime, people. Right. This is, well, yes, it is. It's not a blue collar crime. Yeah. It's a brown collar crime, if you will. <laughs> so he got busted. And in 2016, he got busted. And anyway, he then got through the court system. And initially he said, yes, I did sell all of the syrup for $8 million. But I personally only received after, you know, expenses. This is expensive stuff. And you have to, uh, you know, pay for all of the, uh, I don't know what. The, all the processing, the uh, fellow thieves. There was apparently a lot to pay for because Those he only actually brought home leaf-shaped bottles. Right? <laughs> he know. only brought home a measly eight hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> so his attorney said, "We shouldn't. He shouldn't have to pay back eight million dollars. He didn't get eight million dollars." <laughs> and initially, the courts agreed and said, "Okay, fine. Pay back eight hundred thousand dollars, stupid." But then. <laughs> The Quebec syrup company said, uh, but we're still out that much syrup. So right. they appealed. It went clear to the Canadian Supreme Court who said, why should we incentivize theft? Why should we make it okay to uh, put a dollar amount on it based on how much you actually made? We think that's wrong. So it's not our fault if you suck at business. Come on. Yep. So whoops. Now he has to pay another $7.2 million. <laughs> So where do you sell $8 million worth of maple syrup? I don't know. 
I don't know. <laughs> it's possible that lots of us have been using stolen maple syrup and didn't even know it. Wow. I better check yeah. the fridge. Now, luckily, I don't think they were selling Jingle Jangle. Just maple syrup. Just maple syrup. Mm-hmm. That's a real I mean, reference if you don't yeah, get that. It is, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, I like maple syrup, but what? Yeah. $8 million worth? $8 million worth? Like, I'm just very confused. This stuff is, I mean, it is worth, well, <laughs> a lot. $8 million. $8 million. <laughs> So there you go. That is my weird crime time. Well, thank you. I'm going to kick the mic back over to you for our main case. Okay. So for our main case today, we're going to cover the murder of George Diaz Johnston. And you may have heard about this back in January. George went missing somewhere between the 3rd and the 5th of January. And his husband, Don, reported him missing after he'd been missing around five days. Don and George were separated at the time of George's death. And so they were living in, in separate apartments. And so it took him a few days to know he was missing. Okay. That cleared um, that up for me. I was so confused about why it would take five days. Yeah, that's why. Because they weren't living together. Um, They had been separated. George had a problem with alcohol and had Mm -hmm. been really struggling and had been in a rehab. And while in that rehab, he met Stephen Robert Yinger. Stephen, when he came out of rehab, he didn't have anywhere to go. And George, being a tremendously good, kind-hearted person, let him move in with him to give him a place to be with no expectation of rent paid or anything. This was just all, you're going to get on your feet and then you're going to move on. Because Mm -hmm. George, I think, was the kind of guy who just saw the good in everybody. Mm -hmm. And what he didn't see was who Stephen Robert Inger really is. So, unfortunately, George's body was found in a Jackson County, Florida landfill on the 8th of January and identified on the 9th of January. And you might find that George's name is familiar. And the reason for that is that he and his husband, Don, were part of a lawsuit uh, against Miami-Dade County to um they they were lgbtq couples who were suing for uh the right to marry this was back in 2014 it was right before gay marriage um went legal federally mm-hmm. so george and don were part of that so there are some things known some things not known at this point but what we do know is that a grand jury has indicted Stephen Robert Yinger. Okay. And Don, his, uh, George's husband, mm-hmm. has believed from day one that uh, Yinger is who killed him, who, who killed George. Um, at first, they actually looked into Don. Because he didn't report him missing for a while. But right. then, you know, they kind of figured out 
what was going on. Um, so. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yinger was also arrested the day after George's body was found mm-hmm. because he was driving George's car. What? And he was still living in George's apartment. Oh, God. Charged with theft, trespassing, resisting arrest, and possession of drug paraphernalia. Mm-hmm. So he was driving his car. It was said also that he actually was renting George's car out to his drug dealer for a while. Oh. Like, this was real bad. Mm-hmm. Real bad. Now, we know that George was strangled. Mm-hmm. We don't really know why. And this is one thing that bothers me. I don't know for sure if George was trying to get Yinger out. And, yeah. you know, it was time to move on and do your thing or not. I'm not exactly sure what the motive is behind all mm-hmm. this. If it was funny, you know, I mean, it could have been a yeah. lot of things, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's what we know. So he has been indicted. He's charged with first degree murder along with a bunch of other stuff. And he has been arrested. So, he, you know, he'll he'll be going to trial. Yeah. And that, you know, will follow that. interesting that a grand jury indicted him. I mean, there must be a fair amount of evidence there to go to the grand jury with it. I think there is. Yeah. But, boy, they're being very quiet with it. Obviously, part of that Mm -hmm. is, you know, grand juries are secret. And so we don't know what was presented at the grand jury. But, I mean, Yinger's behavior after George died has been horrifying. Right. You know what he did is he wrapped him up in his bed sheets and he threw him in the dumpster behind his own apartment. Oh, my God. that's how he ended up in the landfill. Which is just horrifying, you know. So this super kind, good guy who's also going through a really hard time opens your home to him or his home to this guy and offers him his kindness. Probably had let him drive his car, if to be real. It probably wouldn't be surprised at all. Yeah. Offered him so much kindness to help this asshole get back on his feet. And this is what he does. Oh, my God. This is well, it'd be does. very interesting to see what it does moving through the courts. It's one thing yeah. I kind of hate about grand jury indictments, you know, yeah, because pre-trials, yeah, pre-trials give you a, a pretty good peek at the case. And right. with uh, grand juries, you don't get shit. No, you don't. And and that is really, um, it's a difficult, uh, it's it's difficult because, you know, the, the question is why, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. So George's brother is um, Manny Diaz, who is a former Miami mayor. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, you know, he's, George has been well known in the Miami area, you know, Mm -hmm. doing important things um, for the LGBT community. And this is what his husband, Don, shared. 
I can't stop crying as I try to write this, but he meant so much to all of you as he did to me. So I am fighting through the tears to share with you our loss of him. And they were able to have a funeral for him just a couple of days after his body was found. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But we're awaiting, you know, just a little bit more information. But I've been watching this case ever since it originally happened. And I'm just, I'm happy that they have a suspect in custody and that this is going somewhere now. But it's also so sad for his husband and his community. You know, Dawn had said that they were working hard to fix their relationship and to get back together, you know, that Mm -hmm. they were trying to resolve their issues around George's alcohol problem. And, you know, it just, it's very sad that they weren't given the opportunity to do that. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Well, we'll definitely keep an eye on this one. Yeah, for sure. We will. And we'll update as, um, as uh, uh, Yinger starts to move his way through the courts, we will let you know what what we know more about as, as things go. And if we can, Hopefully, maybe get a little picture into motive. Why? Why? You know, personal opinion with mm-hmm. a pretty simple case of just trying to take over his life. Yeah, but well, George certainly had things that you didn't have, and he opened his ha- his home to him mm-hmm. and offered those things. And for that, this is the this is the price he paid. But I'd also love to see his rap sheet. Um, it's a mile long. I it is. Yeah, he's got a very, a very significant criminal history. This is a picture of George Diaz. Just known to be a very kind and loving and giving soul. Yeah. Well, justice for George, dang it. Definitely justice for George. Absolutely. And Katie, I know to wrap up this episode, you have a little WTF news for us. Oh, do I? <laughs> Oh, WTF, Oklahoma. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if you guys are going to claim these ladies, but these are the Mapson, Mapson sisters. Okay. They're from Oklahoma. And they are jerks. Mm. (laughs) And I'll tell you why. So these are Tierza Mapson, Elisa Mapson, and Sharice Mapson, or Sharice. We'll say Sharice. That's probably right. Okay. Mm. So these three are going to prison. Oh, dear. Well, yeah. Because Tierza Mapson gave birth to a child in 2013. Uh, In 2014, a court gave her physical custody with the father getting some visitation rights. Dad didn't just uh, melt off into the sunset. He wanted to be involved in his child's life. Mm -hmm. She wasn't having it. There's been all kinds of custody disputes going on. He actually now lives in Florida and she lives in Oklahoma. And so uh, there's been a lot of uh, trouble in uh, sharing custody of this child. Mm -hmm. And she just doesn't want to. And I'm sure there's been drama on his end too. I don't know. But, you know, I've seen these things before. So Mm -hmm. I'm sure it's been ugly. But it was ugly enough to the point that... Tierza decided that life would sure be easier if uh, he was unalived. So she and her two sisters formulated a plan. They were supposed to be meeting halfway to hand off the kid for a two-week visitation. Uh, This was supposed to happen on June 18th, 2018. 
And apparently, according to all of the text messages that the FBI obtained, these three had been texting back and forth, planning this uh, murder for quite some time. Oh, boy. Why are you people still doing this by text? My God, how many times? Have you learned nothing? (laughs) It's fine. Keep doing it. It, It's working. um, Yeah. Get you caught. So that's good. Yeah. (laughs) So they were meeting in, uh, yes, a halfway point between the two parties. And I do know where that is, but I've lost it. I'll get to it (laughs) at any rate. So they get to this place called Barbara Ann's Place. It's a convenience store in Eldridge, Alabama. Okay. So for four hours, they don't show up and keep sending texts, uh, basically saying, oh, ran into traffic. We're running late. Looks like we'll be another hour and a half. Anyway, they're several hours late. So these guys are sitting in the parking lot of this Barbara Ann's place and waiting. And she just keeps sending more messages. Oh, sorry, a little bit longer. Uh, The kid just puked. You know, just all of these excuses and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Well, at some point, about 540, suddenly they start hearing gunshots. And those gunshots start ripping through their car. Oh. And hit the dad of this child, the ex-lover, and goes straight through his shoulder and into his chest, a bullet. So they bail out of their car and run into the convenience store. And then the call 911, and the shooting stops. And he, uh, luckily the bullet uh, was removed and he was okay not life-threatening, so they didn't actually kill anybody, thank God, so they did really try. Mm-hmm. And one of the texts was sent to the sister, Sharice, uh, who is a former Marine. Oh. And the federal government said has a skill level in rifle marksmanship. Oh, goodness. Well, the morning of the attack, sister Elisa texted her and said, it's just like playing Halo. Oh, yeah. God. Wow. Mm -hmm. At any rate, apparently the store that they were at, there's a church across the street and there's a wooded area and kind of a hill right next to the church. And they were hiding in that wooded area. Wow. So really taking like sniper like shots. Mm -hmm. Anyway, because they're stupid and well, also would be killers. They did get caught. And they're all three going to prison. Wow. Wonder who's got custody now. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's terrible. Yeah. That is no way to solve a problem. No. No. And now all three of them are going to prison. So whatever other children they have or, you know, lives they had, they have completely destroyed by this stupid idea. Mm, so thank goodness awful. their victim lived and his wife was uninjured. But uh, yeah, that's what happened. Yikes. Mm-hmm. Well, we learn on a regular basis in true crime what not to do. We learned a lot of stuff to not a do. A lot that. of that. Yeah. Yeah. And no, it's not just like Halo. It, no, no, it is not. <laughs> this is real life human beings. Totally mm-hmm. different. Well, this is our Tuesday episode. We will be back tonight, Tuesday, at 7 p.m. Mountain for the Cold Read Party. 
that we do once a month for our channel members here on YouTube. So if you are interested in that, what we do is it's just a, it's a live stream that's for members only. You can bring us a cold case, bring us, um, you know, some information, a little paragraph to give, get us started. And we will give you a cold read on what we see has happened in that particular case. They do need to be cold reads. We do not read Mm -hmm. current cases. So bring a cold, bring a cold one. Crack open a cold one. Um, <laughs> There's lots of them. If you have not joined uh, our channel yet, you can do that. Just uh, True Crime Paranormal on YouTube. It says join right on the homepage there. Mm-hmm. And just click on that. It's $4.99 a month and you get to come every month and bring us a new case and we'll yep. read it for you. Yeah, it's a good time. Um, yes, an interesting is. time. We always hear some interesting stuff. Occasionally, mm-hmm. we'll take one of those cases and make it a main case because it's just super interesting and yeah. has a lot of data and we want to take it uh, to all of you. Yeah, We all know of cases that we don't know of. I mean, it's just oh. so much out there. So that's tonight. We'll be back on Wednesday with mm-hmm. uh, another new episode as well as Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Mountain for our case updates live stream. Yeah. Which well, we... Oh, what? I was going to say, let's talk about the Vallows. Oh, yes. So Chad's in court this morning, Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. Mountain. And then Lori's in court, depending on uh, which state website you look at, at 1 or 1.30. Yeah. Uh, to be arraigned, finally, on all of these murder charges. They've been stayed now for a year. So right. she's finally getting really fully charged uh, with first-degree murder. And first-degree conspiracy to commit murder. And it does sound like the death penalty is a chat, just like for Chad. Mm -hmm. So all of that's going down. Uh, Judge Boyce is not a friend of the show right now. because He has been all along up till he's really screwed up this Mm -hmm. time. Uh, These hearings have to be open to the public. For the last two years, because of COVID, they've been live streaming them on youtube and that's made it so easy for us to be able to bring them to you guys well now the courtrooms have opened back up so they're not allowing live streaming anymore which is just sucky uh we wanted to go today to Lori's arraignment Uh, neither of us our schedules are going to allow that so it's not going to happen all we could have told you is what we saw and honestly Lori's going to be in court for all of about five minutes it's just an arraignment So it's not that big of a deal. Uh, But East Idaho News will be there and they will be taking video that can be streamed later. And probably Court TV, they've been there most of the time. There will be opportunities. So we will have some feed for you later after Mm -hmm. the fact. And we will do a pop-up or an episode about, you know, what did happen and what we learned both from Chad's hearing and also from Lori's. But that's why you're not going to see live streams of Court anymore because they don't have to. So they're not yeah. going to, apparently. Now, Which I hope that uh, they bummer. change their minds when it comes to the actual trial. Yeah. Part of right now is just, you know, trying to protect some information at least as much as they can so that we can come up with some kind of a jury pool that isn't completely tainted in this state. Mm-hmm. You know, so they, they're going to batten down the hatches as much as they can. But, you know, we're nosy and in all everybody's business. And so we'll tell you everything we know and everything we can yeah. find. Sure. But that's well, what we know right now. But we will, after the fact, stream that. We'll tell you what happened. We'll tell you mm-hmm. what it means. All of that stuff like we usually do. Yep. No. 
And then, uh, oh, and then on Thursday is the Psychic Hour, also at 7 p.m. Mountain. And those are live streamed on YouTube and Facebook. Or, of course, you can always get them after the fact on our podcast or on our YouTube channel or our Facebook, anywhere after that. So we have lots more great content to come this week. Mm -hmm. So don't miss it. Be sure to like, subscribe, share, and comment. That always helps us to grow and is appreciated very much. And as always, you know it, we are True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. Thanks for being here. Take care.